real good to us. Acts in the 27th chapter. It's my joy to be back with this blessed flock and this dear friend, this good family. Hasn't the Lord just been really good to us? Amen. Three of you. The Lord's been good to three of you. I know. Maybe you didn't hear me, so I'll try it again. Hadn't the Lord been good to us? Amen. Thank God for it. Acts 27. Lord, thank you for Calvary. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Cleanse us, consecrate us, claim us as thine own this week. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, I want to begin this morning, begin the meeting, going to Acts 27 and show you a message the Lord has given us lately, but I'm just going to cherry pick one verse. I'm not even going to tell you my outline and get into other parts of the sermon. I got one scripture to deliver to y'all this morning. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost is interested in you? Amen. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost is interested in us? I bless his name. The Lord is. Hey, he found us in the horrible pit and he scooped us out. Amen. And he's carrying us to the finish line. And then he can't wait to get us to the other side. Oh my, it all begins then. That's why they're so depressing on this nation. It really probably, it don't belong to us. I understand that black cloud that gets in your neighborhood, it'll get over on top of you sometime. But there's something in us that'll deliver us. Because God's, God's taking us somewhere. You know, Genesis 1 said the evening and the morning were the first day. God starts with the evening in his order. And he goes to the morning. God starts at the end of a thing and takes it to the beginning. Y'all ain't helping me. If you just look at me, I get nervous, and then it's another 20 minutes. I got to work it out. So I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. He finds us at the end and takes us to the beginning. Our story began at the end. Page two of your Bible, we were done. Don't make me expound that. <laughs> and then you get to the last page of your Bible and we begin. <laughs> and he's going to carry us from everything in the middle. He's got that covered. Amen. Now, Sister Davina, I have to ask you about the flowers and the flower. He better be going to a wedding. He lives with too many women. I mean, there's just... All right, you can explain it later. It better be a satisfactory explanation. Amen. I got circles. <laughs> just, just, just my eyeballs. That's the circles right there. Acts 27, and we're in Paul's last storm. I've been preaching a message called Lessons Learned from Paul's Last Storm. I'm not going to get into those four points uh, right now, maybe this week, but because one thing the Lord has put in my heart heavy for y'all is verse 19. Acts 27, 19. And the third day 
we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. Now, to get a little more context, let's do read. Y'all ready? Let's do this fast. Verse 14, but not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. Now, Paul's going into the last storm that we ever see him in, and it's a big one. When your storm has four or five syllables, <laughs> come on now. This ain't Storm Kim. This ain't Storm John. This is Eurocladon. I don't even know what that means, and I've refused to study it. I ain't looked at <laughs> I'm scared to know what it might mean. I, I've been preaching this three weeks and ain't looked that up yet. And if you look it up, please don't tell me. I don't want to know what the next storm coming is. <laughs> Eurocladon. And so they got in this terrible storm. And there, uh, look in verse 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Well, my, my, my. Of course, the Lord shows up, and the angel of God looked down in verse 24, and he said, Fear not, Paul. Now, somebody told me, I've never proved it wrong, there's 365 fear nots in the Bible. It may not be in that exact form. It may say, be not afraid or fear ye not. But 365 times he's told us to don't be afraid. <laughs> well, I'm about to run right out there in the middle of the road and see if a drug addict will run me over. Ain't the Lord good. <laughs> Woo! You got to be careful running out on y'all's road. Some roads you can run out and shout, but I don't know what's out there. There's a great, of course, tote you right on the cross and bury you is fine. It's right there, but... My, my, every day that you wake up, God has put in his Bible, there's a fear not for you. I need to say something here, and I need y'all to back me up, and then we can move on. If you don't act right, it's 20 minutes in the penalty box. It sure is good to be in the Lord's will. Paul was in the Lord's will. They had, they had bound him. He is a prisoner. They stuck him on there. They were taking him to Rome. It was a fiasco and a persecution, but he was in the Lord's will. Do you know you're better off in the worst storm in the Lord's will than in the clearest day of the year out of the Lord's will? We got 13 missionaries on our mission board now, World Harvest. Baptist missions, that, and we're not counting the single ones and the college ones. We got five more in the wings fixing to come in. And they always ask me, and we got several, Sister Davina in Albania. All of our young couples have little girls, and, and uh, four girls, and two girls, and one girl, and four girls. And finally, a boy was born. We got a little fella in there. He, one little missionary boy going to grow up with 10 missionary girls. Let's pray for him. Let's pray for him. Let's pray for him. Amen. Send him candy bars. He's going to need help. His name is Basim. Aaron and Candy gave him an Albanian name. It means faith. Basim. But uh, 
all them little girls. And Albania is known for its trafficking. There have been a couple of movies come through the movie theaters, which is not a good place to hang out, but uh, there have been some Albanian gang-related and, and the kidnapping. And it's because Albania is one of the worst human trafficking. Not that they get kidnapped there, but they are held there and sold. And, and many people have asked our missionaries, oh my, you're taking your little girls right into human trafficking. And you know what? We've answered people. It's safer. I'm about to eat your pulpit and run all the way to Chattanooga and shout. It's safer to have your little girls in the worst trafficking nation in the world in the will of God than to have your little girls in your fenced-in backyard where you live out of the will of God. Honey, they can fall off your back porch and break their neck and die out of the will of God. And the Lord can take them over there and put them right in the middle of human trafficking country and they'll grow up and never even be touched or scratched or harmed. What about that? Y'all ain't helping me. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even under the end of the world. You better understand. And they ask me oftentimes in these mission trips, and y'all have helped us the last two, three years, and I thank you for it. But uh, on these trips, they ask us and they'll say, Oh my, going to Africa or going to Thailand or going into Eastern Europe. Oh, aren't you afraid? And this is honest truth. The most dangerous, statistically wise, the most dangerous part of our trip is Atlanta. (laughs) If we can get out of Atlanta, then we're safe. Amen. Get over there somewhere. That's where you get killed, shot, mugged, robbed, and uh, scandalized. Acts 27, verse uh, uh, 19. Now, here's what I want to say to you. And the third day, we cast out with our own hands. So there's our three points. The third day will be our first point. Cast out is our second with our own hands. Now, in the previous verse, said they lightened the ship. I'm not going to dwell there longer than I need to. But aren't you glad when you learned as a new Christian to start casting them weights off? Let us lay aside every sin and the weight which does so easily beset us. I gather from that, Pastor, that weights are not sins. He categorizes them two different things. Lay aside every, every, the sin which does so easily beset us and every weight. Two different things. And there's a lot of things in your life that are not wrong, but they shouldn't be there. Help me now. And uh, I like to talk to Christians who tell me what the Lord is telling them instead of talking to people who are telling the Lord what they're going to do. Oh, y'all help me now right here on Sunday morning. We don't got mean on a Sunday morning. I can't believe it. I seen all the flowers and got mean. There's flowers on the phone. There's flowers on the Kleenex box. I'm just in a mess. It's just, just Appreciate the plaid, brethren. Amen. <laughs> a lot of things I like talking to Christians who are telling me what the Lord's telling them and they're going to get rid of instead of people telling me what they're telling the Lord. Y'all hear them testify that? Well, I ain't never been convicted by that. Well, I ain't been convicted by that. Well, I ain't been convicted. You know, you keep saying I ain't never been convicted enough 
and we're going to believe you. Do I, I don't have to repeat that. Do <laughs> Y'all are a smart crowd. Or, I mean, you're hanging out with my dear friend here. I know you're an intelligent crowd. My, my. I don't want you no skinnier. This, I'm get, it's getting offensive. It is. It's getting offensive. Um, uh, lighten the load. What's wrong with people always telling everybody what they're not going to quit? Something's wrong with that. I ain't trying to argue with it. Would y'all admit to me you've been around Christians a long time? Something wrong with somebody always telling us what they're not going to quit. Every real Christian I hang around tells me the next thing they're giving up. Everyone is telling me what they just gave up and what they're giving up next. I ain't going to fuss with you about no particulars. I'm just, uh, admit it. There's one or you're in one or two. Always telling God what you're going to continue to do. Or always telling folks what the Lord's asked you to quit doing. And you know, he's got to ask you to quit doing some things before he ever asks you to start doing some things. Let's get in here. Lighten the load. Well, we don't need any lightweight Christians. We're going to have to get in that next verse. We got enough lightweight Christians. We need some folk in verse 19. Get rid of the tackling. That was all the furniture and all the extras and everything that they had. That's anything that had any weight to it. That might be everything just about that to make the ship work. That's just about everything that makes it able to live on the ship. The tackling. One thing I read I thought was interesting said the cannons, the gun cannons had to go. These were Roman soldiers, Roman ship taking a prisoner. The guns got to go. I'm about to run. I'm not running to the road. I'm just going to run to the back and shout. Got a little nervous. They bury you as soon as you get out there. My... The guns. Thought about that, them big Roman cannons. I'm going to say this, see if y'all hit me. Wouldn't it be good if we just put our guns away in our churches? Wouldn't it be good if we could put our guns away in our marriages? Wouldn't it be good if we put our guns away in our battles and just say the battle's the Lord's? Y'all got that. And in your own personal battles, just put them away. Throw them overboard. If God ain't going to help you, then anybody can take you down. And if the Lord's on your side, nobody can take you down. Your guns ain't going to help you if God ain't with you. And if God's with you, you don't need your guns. Three points, here we go. And the third day. Boy, I hope, brother... Jamie Burke and them come tonight. I need some sinners to preach to. <laughs> Jamie, I hope he sees this. I hope he saw that. Everything in nature that is red is usually poisonous. <laughs> Brother Jamie, I hope he comes tonight. We'll get him. I read that one time, quoted it for a week. Then a friend of mine said, sent me a picture of a cardinal. <laughs> I said, boy, this looks dangerous. <laughs> a red bird. 
Verse 19, in the third day. You reckon that's where the Lord's wanting to get us? Into that resurrection realm? The third day. Oh, any of us can lighten the load. Start going to church, start reading the Bible. Quit drinking, carrying on. But boy, what about God wants us to get out of them kindergarten days and get us in that resurrection power. Amen. And the third day. Brother Sharp ain't no, no excuse, no reason. Me and you to have a ministry that's not operating in the resurrection power. That's what God gave us. Why would you operate in the church age and try to do it in the flesh? There ain't no need. Northside Baptist. Is that the name of this church? I said North Point for the last two weeks. I got, I got another friend. It's a, it's, a, it's a great old big church. And they got all kind of stuff. I know that wasn't us. <laughs> that wasn't us. Northside. I got news. And they I got news for you. That third day. Northside Baptist Church. It means for y'all to operate in resurrection power. Amen. Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to talk to y'all now. The Lord, and I don't know what went on in previous decades, previous years. I'm not trying to judge that, not trying to cast that in a bad light. I'm not trying to cast it in a good light. I just don't know and don't need to be told. But, but i tell you one thing. Was that three years ago? Seemed like it was four years ago. Was it three years ago? I got news for y'all. That wasn't just for those three weeks. I need to talk to y'all. That wasn't just for the three weeks. That wasn't a 21, one, a 20, a tw- back it up and track it. That was, I ate at Crystal's instead of Hardy's and it's just messed everything up. That wasn't just a 21 day deal. God didn't walk in day one, walk out day 21. He means for this place to operate in resurrection power. You and them to operate in power. I noticed you got no pianist. Well, I'm going to make a comment. I ain't never heard the singing sweeter than what I heard this morning. Explain that. No, don't. (laughs) Leave me alone. I just thought I'd comment on that. I ain't never heard sweeter music around here. Woo! That ought to help. Glory. Huh? Let me tell you something. You don't need music when you got a song. Y'all ain't hearing me. (laughs) What God has walked in here He means for y'all to operate in resurrection power. And I don't think you ought to give up until you get into it. Don't stand at the Jordan and look over in Canaan. Cross over and get on over there in the promised land where the Lord meant for you to live. But you ain't going to do that until the third day. That phrase ain't going to work without the next phrase. We cast out. There's an outline popping up in my head as I speak. 
There's a resurrection in that first phrase, but there's a rejection in that second. And they are connected. We cast out. I'm going to say this, expect y'all to get it, and I, because i got to finish this sermon. I've got to go eat lunch. I had crystals. I don't know what I had. Crystals had me. It was terrible. And the third day, we cast out. So I'm going to say this, expect y'all to get it. Abraham had to cast out Ishmael before he ever offered up Isaac. You ain't never going to get an opportunity to offer up by faith what God gave you until you cast out by obedience what the world gave you. Do I, got, do I need to go over that again? Did y'all get it? You'll never have an opportunity. I heard the great evangelist from Knoxville, Lester Seaton, years ago. And he said saying, saying yes to God it's much harder than saying no to Satan. And he used Jesus in Matthew 4 in the wilderness. He said no to the three bribes. But then he got over there in the garden. Is it in Matthew 26? I, I, maybe. And in Gethsemane. When he said no to Satan, angels had to come and minister to him after them 40 days of fighting and feasting. Luke said the wild beast, he fought with wild beasts and devils the whole time. Angels had to come minister to him. But in Gethsemane, the blood came out of his forehead. They tell me there's a level of stress so great that you don't just sweat, but your capillaries in tiny blood vessels burst and enter into the sweat as it comes out the sweat stream and it comes out the pores. And there's a, there's a heaviness and a pressure and a weight and a stress so heavy that you can sweat blood. Not many have, but our Savior did. <laughs> saying yes to God can be much harder than saying no to Satan do you know that when he offered up Isaac he was offering him up to die when he cast out Ishmael at least Ishmael still got to live now I say this to you church you better get, you're going to have to get rid of what you got from the world when you was down there scheming how to run your life. Sarah, Hagar, the woman took over. We got to have proper authority. Y'all say amen. Church is to be run by the man of God and as he works with the men of the church. I didn't ever want to work alone. I worked with our good men, but any rebels and reprobates and non-tithers, I said, get out of the room. What are you doing in here? Help me now. And our home's got to be run. The, the, the man is the head of the home. And you're never going to have revival in your house till the man is the head of the home. You're never going to have revival in the church until that under-shepherd is able to lead. Y'all ain't y'all got to talk to me. Sarah took over, got a scheme. She, she played God, she played the head of her home, and she played the head of heaven. She schemed on God's messianic program. Brought Hagar in and come up with it. Well, had to, had to kick them out. And on the third day, you'll never have that resurrection from another world until there's things rejected in this world. 
You'll never have that resurrection from another world until some things are rejected that we got from this world. On the third day, the third day, we cast out. Y'all got to come up with an R now because I've done made up two R's here in front of you. Here's the third point with our own hands. There's some things that God expects us to do and he ain't going to do them for us. <laughs> With our own hands. I'm going to tell y'all a funny story. Some of y'all are going to enjoy it a little too much. We got some rednecks in here. <laughs> the old boy was preaching. It was a great preacher. Maybe been D. Martin Lloyd. No, it was an old mountain preacher. Last name. Started with an H. I, I can't recall his name. He was a wild preacher from maybe 80 years ago. Wild preacher in the days of Billy the Sunday. And there was an agnostic and a heretic. Came every night and heckled him. He was a young man. He's, he's in the back. He'd heckle him. He'd say things. Big crowd, evangelistic meeting. Finally, the fifth night, that, that Jay Bird stood up in his chair in the back and hollered. Interrupted the service then. Hollered, if there is a God, I dare him to knock me out of this chair. And said the old preacher kept preaching, but he came off the platform. And he kept preaching. The old boy kept hollering that. If y'all have a God, why don't he knock me out of this chair? Of course, people, you know, some of them were upset. and Everybody looking around. That old man kept preaching. He preached two or three. He ended up back there where he was. And while he's preaching, he just took and slammed. <laughs> Swapped his legs out from underneath him, and the old boy fell all over the floor. And the old preacher said, why would God have to handle something that we could? <laughs> he said, God didn't need to take care of something that we could take care of. <laughs> You'd have been sued in these days. I don't know. I still may try it. I hope we get a heckler. Boy, I shouldn't ask for that, should I? We're too close to crazy people to be asking for hecklers. You start closing them doors when I'm preaching, looking over there at that cemetery over there. Oh, I got news for you. With our own hands. A lot of y'all sitting back, a lot of us sit back and wait on God to do something and he's waiting on us to do something. Now honey, he'll do what he needs to do. Abraham had to, with his own hands, cast out Ishmael. Abraham had to, with his own hands, offer up Isaac. And when that story got to the worst point, Abraham had that knife in his own hand Going to plunge it down in his son whom he had bound up with his own hand. Let him up on top of that mountain with his own hand. Well, when he reached the pinnacle of that particular epic, that hand up there, then the hand of God. <laughs> Woo! Then the hand of God. That angel caught him by the hand. Okay. You've done everything you're supposed to do. Now God, now God's going to act like God for a little while and, and, and let your boy loose and get him off there. And here's a, here's a ram that's caught in the thicket in the thorn. 
we want to get right to the point where the ram is in the thicket and we want to skip all them previous steps. We ain't never going to get a lamb laid on our altar and God do a miracle until we cast out and offer up what we're supposed to. What's the R right there? Re responsibility. Mm. Mm. I'm going to have to give him part of the offering. That's, that's the best point so far out of the three. That's exactly right. Responsibility. Thank you. So there you go, church. I'm done preaching this morning. God would like to give y'all resurrection power. Question. Do y'all really want to be a lightweight church? You want to be a lightweight church? God knows he can't do much with you. The devil don't even try to do much to you because you're no threat. You know, that's kind of sad when you're on the sideline and neither God nor the devil mess with you much. I don't want to be a lightweight Me and Daddy used to watch boxing. Well, we used to Tuesday nights and Friday nights. Help me now. Sitting up there at 10, 30 at night, drinking sweet tea and Diet Coke. Help me now. That's before Diet Coke came along too good. <laughs> I'd be so dice 16, 17, 18. Daddy is a preacher. And uh, we didn't have a TV till I was 16. Watch wrestling on Saturdays and boxing on Friday. I get this. We're gonna be we're gonna fight. If we're gonna be Baptist and fight, we're gonna watch it at the house too. We're gonna watch it at the church house and then watch it at our house. <laughs> That's funny. I made my own self laugh. But I'd love, boy, I couldn't wait. Get in there at night and watch fighting. I'd be so disappointed. First fight, featherweights. Who wants to see two 90-pound fellas, you know, they're way too fast and aggravating. Shoot them boys. When they're so fast, you can't never slow them down. You just got to shoot that guy. You can't never find him to hit him. Featherweights. Lightweights. Wasn't no fun. They jab. They get 10 jabs in less than a second. And they didn't weigh enough to hurt nothing, you know. Middleweights. Eh, you know. Lots of skill, but, you know, you look like my little brother. You're so <laughs> get out of the ring. Light heavy, getting interested in that. Them boys got muscles, but they were always in too good of shape. <laughs> I like them heavyweights. They come in, boom, and, you know, the one corner of the ring, <laughs> like this right here. Then the other guy comes in and goes back down. And, and they're going to kill something. They're going to be teeth and eyeballs laying somewhere. It's going to be a two-round fight, but it's going to be an excellent one. That's awful. God's not for violence. <laughs> so don't enjoy it when you watch it. Pray for them. <laughs> Pray for them, fellas. <laughs> there is something I will have to say. Proverbs said, He that loveth violence. There is something wrong with our nation. We're a bloodthirsty nation. All these zombies and killings and everything, we're bloodthirsty for it. That is unnatural. It ain't right. But I like a heavyweight. Y'all want to be a lightweight church? Let me ask you this. Do you want to be a lightweight Christian? Just kind of humdrum, humdrum, just a lightweight featherweight, just kind of coast to the end of your life. Oh, mercy.
show up at the judgment seat. Somebody done mentioned it this morning. Show up at the judgment seat with nothing. There it is, church. There's a resurrection. And, and, and by the way, he brings these storms so he can get you in them third days. And then there's a rejection. That's when we're going to cast some things out. He said, I already lightened the load. Uh, we're in another verse. We're getting rid of everything. The tackling, it's everything. Getting rid of everything. And perfect word, Pastor. Responsibility. With our own hands. Glory. That's where he'd like to get us. Let's bow our heads. Let's all stand. However y'all do the altar call is fine. But I'd sure like to pray this morning. I'd like to gather around here and pray. What the Lord started here three summers ago, it wasn't just for that little particular month. No, no, no. It was for our lives. It was for our homes. It was for our church. It's for our children. It's for our days. Oh, may the Lord... May the Lord breathe on us, break in amongst us, brood over us. Oh, God. Oh, Lord.